What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to the greatest show in the history of, well, like, stuff and stuff? Like, sports and stuff? Like, things and stuff? No, 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 not things, but, like, some things and then other things, and then some things that you put a quarter in the machine and then it gives you a gumball. Like, better than that. Oh, okay. Nerd Thug Sports. All right. <laughs> That's us. That was a little bit of a convoluted way to do that. But I, wanted, all right. I wanted to be very specific about Nerd Thug Sports. Okay. Bringing on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. Just hanging out, recovering after the sickest episode of Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah. we. Uh, I think we got all of Conroe sick. You're welcome. I gave you my bug. It's like almost endearing. Yeah, it's like a Jamie Foxx song, right? Do you want my bug? Because I'm in need. Of a vaccination, oh yes indeed, I got a disease that I want to give to all of Conroe, and then Kanye West comes in on the backside, he's like, bum, 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 bum. he got the disease, you know? This is a really elaborate, <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know. It's like that. Yeah. I don't want to name the song because I think we have to pay him if I do that. Oh, probably. Yeah. But it's like that. Oh, it'd be like that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, what? How's it? What is? What? Is, uh, baby mama calling crib nicer than his. So then you'd be like, baby's doctors all think it's worse than the hiv. See, it's really that easy. Like you just, you make the whole song that way. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, we were pretty sick. <laughs> we were very sick. The old mold digger. I'm not going to go, like, finale to Philadelphia sick, but between middle scene of Outbreak, finale of Philadelphia, somewhere in there was us that on Sunday. It was real bad. I felt, I felt great by Monday, though. I actually yeah, I, I ran a mini marathon to uh, cure um, the HIV. No, I didn't. I had stayed home. No, you bought an iPhone for it. I, I rested. That's true. My iPhone does. My I have the iPhone red, so everyone's welcome. There you go. I I helped with that. Cured, as you call. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. So I did a walk one time, and I don't remember what disease it was for, but it was for one of the uh, non-curable. Uh, oh, lupus. Oh. It's one of the autoimmune disorders. It was lupus. So at the end of the walk, the woman who organized it was like, "I want to thank everyone here for coming to help cure lupus." And I, in my head, I was like, well, that's not what we did. But I then was, I mean, I was told by an expert in the field that I cured lupus that day. Yeah, there you go. That's, not on, that's not on me. That's not on me. Right. Okay? Somebody else told you that. Someone organized an entire event about lupus and then told me I cured it. So. Boom. Cured. I mean. What, what are you supposed to do? You you just recognize that you cured someone of lupus. So, yeah. Then every time I met someone who had lupus, I had a buddy whose older sister has it. And then I had a boss who had it, and I told both of them that they were welcome and that I had cured them <laughs> of their lupus of their lupus by going on a walk. A leisurely stroll. You know what was rest you know what was messed up though, is neither one of them were very appreciative of that. Like neither one of them even said thank you. Oh wow. How they, rude. Right. They both looked at me as though, I don't know, they still had lupus or something. Not my fault. Cause I mean I cured it. So Right, you did your part. Yeah. Listen, if I type in a code to beat the game, and then you're still playing the game later on. That ain't me, Chief. I'm already done. Already done. Finished. Finito. Done. Completo. Done. Delito. El Cheeto. Burrito. You know what I'm saying? Edo. I already finished. Edo that burrito. <laughs> Nito. Um, Welcome to the sports show. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we'll do something sporty. What do you think? You want to do something sporty? No, not really. All right, good. I don't either. That'll solve that. You know what, Sportos? Come back next week. <laughs> How about that, Sportos? No, nah, nah, I'm, I'm sorry. Right now, anyone listening to the show is like flicking through, and they're like, What's happening This right is now? the worst talk radio that I've ever heard. And you know what? It is. And I'm not even ashamed of it. If you're going to be the best, be the best. You know? Right. And someone's got to be the best at the worst. That's going to be us. We're going to be there. Mm, us was a strong word there. 
We're going to be there. I'm going to need you. Wherever, wherever <laughs> you're going, I'm being there. I'm going to need you to take full lead on this one. Nah, Chief. You, you just got promoted from intern to project coordinator of best of the worst. It's probably the highest title I've ever had. It is. It comes with zero extra sick days, though. Um, or off days. I wasn't prepared to get those. <laughs> <laughs> right. See? So this is a win-win for you. You're not even losing out on anything this time. <laughs> <laughs> I got hired to lose pay, my dude. <laughs> we had to balance out all the free time we were giving to Nick or to the Savage. Um, I do want to... How much time do we have? Are we playing around this whole segment, basically? We have seven minutes still. Oh, good. All right. I wanted to talk about the trade. The Rockets, uh, obviously... Last week, like two days after we do our thing. Oh, they, yeah. They always make the move. They go behind us and then do the thing. Kawhi Leonard did the same thing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He waited <laughs> He waited until after we came off the air to be like, I'm going to be a clipper. And we're both like, ah, next week, hey, guess what happened? Yeah. Um, but that's all right. So when we were talking, we actually talked a little bit about the potentially the Rockets in Oklahoma City doing a trade last week. I was under the assumption that what they were trying to do was just go all in on this year. Right. With the exploded Golden State. Right. With every everyone else being kind of spread thin, I was under the impression that they were just going to make a grab for this title this year and then uh, see what happens next year. Write it out. You never know. Right. Instead, what they did, I think, makes them more competitive longer. But I don't think it sets them apart from the other teams. Right. Uh, what For those who aren't sure, what I was under the impression they were going to do was I thought they were going to take Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and um, Clint and Capella. Clint Capella, thank you. And move the three of them for Russell Westbrook. And basically, they I think they're like $2 million behind Russell Westbrook's salary, the three of them combined. Gordon and Tucker are one-year deals. Capella is a value contract it's four years 20 million dollars he's a starting center in the nba it's a good number um i think what i thought would happen is i i thought the rockets in oklahoma would get two other teams involved and get first round picks point it to oklahoma city for the expiring contracts of gordon and tucker Mm -hmm. because those two deals end after this season so basically 27 million dollars comes off the books for somebody a lot of teams are willing to pay to pay draft picks to get rid of cap money. So if I were the Rockets, what I would have done in that situation is Gordon and Tucker would go to teams like Dallas, maybe, who is trying to build but maybe has one or two players they're not thrilled about, or Sacramento, or Phoenix, maybe, who brought some people in and then some other people out, or maybe you go East Coast. If you go East Coast, my first thought is the Wizards, somebody like that who's in a weird middle spot. Um, who w- the Washington Wizards? Let's say this: they 100% should be rebuilding, but they don't even have a GM on the payroll. Nice. So they're the old, doing they're doing the nothing. Old, the old Texan strategy. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to yeah. We'll come back to that. That's fine. Um, we have to because we got to talk about the Jadavian Clowney stuff. Um, but yeah. So it's just been uh, the move they wound up making is Chris Paul basically for for Russell Westbrook straight up, and. While I think that makes us this, I think that makes this version of the Rockets a little more dynamic, uh, a little scarier, a little more competitive over the next couple of seasons. I don't think it makes us a clear favorite this year. I do think if they'd have been able to do the three for Westbrook, it would have made us clear favorite. favorites this year. Because our, our lineup would have been Harden, Paul, Capella, or Harden, Paul, Westbrook, and whatever else is around him. Austin Rivers and the other guys. Fine. Whatever. But in the trade where we send the expiring contracts, we would have taken back two more guys who have three or four years left on their deals that nobody is excited about. And we would have been fine with that. Would have been fine with that. Um, instead, we turn around and we turn Chris Paul and a couple picks and a couple control swaps. To Russell Westbrook, and I don't, I don't hate the deal. Um, you know, last year Chris Paul missed twenty plus games. He was getting up there in age. Chris Paul is one of my favorite point guards. There was a time when he was the guy in the NBA. 
Matter of fact, he was actually head of the players' union. Like, he's a well-respected dude. But, however, uh, when you're 30, when when you'll be 37 and owed $44 million in two years, it's the wrong time to be missing 20 games with soft tissue like hamstrings and stuff like that. Right. Suddenly teams start questioning your durability, your long-term value. Are you going to be an anchor or a help? So I, the move in that sense makes great sense. Love it. I love it. Um, I just don't know what this does long-term for us because Russell Westbrook doesn't exactly fit Mike D'Antoni's offense. Now... That's not 100% true because there was always a dunker rim attacker when he was in Phoenix. It was Amari Stoudemire. And Russell Westbrook and Amari Stoudemire, their games aren't that different except just size-wise. Amari Stoudemire was a bit of a monster. He was a 6'9", six, 6'10", guy who played strong and powerful until he had to have microfracture surgery. He was one of the first athletes to do the microfracture surgery on his knee cartilage, and it just he never came back from that. Mm. Uh, Russell Westbrook, though, could be a slightly smaller but somehow angrier version of Amari Stoudemire. And listen, that... Sounds good. I, I wouldn't be mad about that because that was a Phoenix team that threatened everyone that year. That was the Phoenix team with Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Joe Johnson, Sh- uh, Sean Marion, and they talked about how if that team had stayed together long enough, they might have gotten to steal one from L.A., San Antonio, or Boston, or Detroit, or one of those teams. But Joe Johnson left the very next year. And the year that he was there, midway through, he hurt. He got hurt. He fractured his orbital bone. He fell on his face. Ooh. Fractured his orbital bone and was like, hey, when I heal up, don't bring me back. I, w- I want out. And he went to Atlanta, and he played seven years on $140 million in someone else's dollars. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he just didn't want to be there anymore. But that team, when it was built that way, it's pretty good. Pretty good. They didn't have a center at all. Morris Sotomayor was their big, and he he is not a center. Um. All right, we're gonna jump out here. When we come back, we're actually gonna talk Texans and Jadavion Clowney. Uh, we got more Nerdtech Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. You're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And you're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, with me as usual is little brother Nico. And it obviously, no, 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 listen, no, no, no. I'm no, in the no, middle of something no, no, over no, no, here. No, 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 no. I'll tell you hey guys. when it's your turn. You mentioned my name. I was saying hi. Oh, my. Ugh. Nobody wants. Hey, guys. <sighs> Fine. Hi. Yeah, say hi to him. Yeah, Hello. go ahead. You see right, that? That's it. We're done now. You see that little number going to zero? Those were the listeners. Did you see it? It's all the way down to zero now. There's no, there's no, there's not a calendar here. Not anymore. <laughs> not s- anymore. I hate you so much. <laughs> so right now, there's somebody listening on the radio going, "No, I'm still here. I'm still here." No, I'm lying to me. No, there's not. Hey, while we're talking about no one listening to the show, go ahead and tell everybody about our sponsors. <laughs> Cox ATA. They have two convenient locations in Magnolia and one in Conroe. Uh, they got all kinds of classes. They got Taekwondo, self-defense, Tai Chi. They got stuff for the little ones, stuff for the older people, self-defense, adult self-defense. Uh, it's really a great location to be. Um, they offer all kinds of different courses. Um, mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Two entire free weeks is a huge time. It's still the summer. You still got a little ways before school begins. So a little what? Ways. A little what? Ways. Ways? Ways. All right, okay. A little right. ways before school begins, so 
Head on down to Cox ATA. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. They build leaders. They teach life skills. They leave a legacy. Check them out on Facebook. We tag them in a lot of posts on our Facebook, too. That's right. Uh, and, um, I like those guys, man. The Cox ATA they're, guys. They're really great they're good, people. They're good people. Um, if you got if you got a kiddo and like they're driving you crazy, you take him out there, and Mr. Cox will just punt them like a football. No, I'm just kidding. He will he will make the tiny tiger into a tiny killer. I don't know if that's what you want, but listen, if I had a tiny kid and I was teaching him things, I'd want him to learn how to murder people. It would be for my amusement, and I would probably be a crime, but it would totally be worth it. <laughs> if a three year old just started going around flipping and killing people. That would make the evening news in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And nine people would incorrectly gl- incorrectly guess that it's like the Florida man stories. They'd be like, oh, I bet I know what state that's in. Florida. No, no, you don't. You don't. You don't. Conroe, Texas. Ninja kid. Now what? Right. It'd be like reason 8,000 not to come to Texas. Right. Keep traffic down. Yeah. <laughs> really, this is about helping traffic. Right. Really, I need a murder baby just so the traffic stays low. <laughs> This is the first argument I've ever made for children, so, like, we're this getting there. This is fair. Yeah. I'll have a kid one day at this rate. Maybe. <laughs> not me, like, myself. Like You own one? I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to wish it into, like, I'm not going to wish myself pregnant. I'm not, that's, not what, that's not what's happening here. But, yeah, like, I'll buy one. I'll get it at Walmart. They sell those there. I, I don't know what they sell at Walmart anymore. And I don't think they do either, considering they no longer use cashiers. Oh, True. Like if they I just assume, yeah, if I walk in and I just shoot like a, a little baby with the little scanner thing and it scans, that's it. Yeah. How is that even my fault? I have a receipt, you know. See, impeccable logic. You didn't even think about that. Impeccable logic. Watched some uh, some like footage the other day where someone was like, "We're trying to leave this Walmart and they won't let us leave. They want to see our receipt." And then like they pan over the cart and they've got nine TVs on a push cart. And I was like, yeah, I bet they do. That looks like $15,000 going out the front door. I bet they check it. Hey, you got a receipt for that? <laughs> yeah, it's right here. It's like two packs of bubble gum and like right. a Coke. Well, yeah, when I'm walking out drinking my can of Monster, they ask to see a receipt. If someone push carts seven flat screens, I think security's going to notice. Nah. 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 I don't even mean the walking. I mean like the flat warehouse cart. Yeah, is yeah, loaded the with really TVs. big ones. Yeah, and she's like, "They're trying to see my receipt." Yeah, they are. That's that's the point. And she was like, "I knew they were going to do this. This is a race thing." And I was like, "Nah, this feels like a loss prevention thing." Like I'm all for like what when things are racist, let's call them racist. You know, I think there's some things in social media that recently that were. Little racist, if we're being honest, but I, I definitely don't think it's racist when someone's like, "Hey, did those nine TVs get paid for?" Yeah. <laughs> if the answer is no, then someone's in trouble. Right. I'm pretty sure every assistant manager in Walmart puckered up a little bit when they saw that walking towards the door. Did someone check those? Who uh, did anybody? They're scanning the cashiers, waiting for someone to go. Yeah, I rang them up. They're good. Not. Yeah. They're. They're talking a little walkie-talkie, yeah. the little earpiece. They're or looking for one person who's like, hey, did anyone ring up nine flat-screen TVs for someone? Did anyone remember doing that? No. All righty then. Didn't want to do Jill, Jill, Jill and Fabrics. Come in, Fabrics. Did you sell TVs? I don't know. Is it, am I pushing the button? Can they hear me? I don't even think that this thing is on. So then, like, you got to stop. You got to stop people to make sure. I own a receipt, yes. Yeah. Is it for today? <laughs> That's for <laughs> is you there to decide. <laughs> is there nine TVs on it? Let's find out together. <laughs> but, like, she's like, is this policy? Like, I was thinking, yeah, it's policy. Nobody's letting nobody's letting 20 grand go out the front door. Yes, this store is. Ch- That's the bonus for the year right there. If, yeah. they, if they let someone push cart nine TVs out the store, they're not getting a bonus this year. They get nothing. That it's, year. it's only July. They they are not playing. They're not about to buy you nine TVs July. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the video and I was thinking, yeah, they're totally checking that one. That's He's just silly. <laughs> of course they're checking that. Speaking of being silly, uh, Bill O'Brien still not having a GM. 
Still thinks he's the smartest man in football. Biggest brain. So, um, I am a collaborator on Sports Map uh, Houston. Um, and one of my fellow sports writers on Sports Map posted like one of these. Uh, they're doing like these like video article combo content things, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Where like the article kind of summarizes what this guy's about to say in the three minute video. Yeah. So I think he made a three-minute video about how Jadavion Clowney was basically the reason why Bill O'Brien fired the old general manager and why they're not going to get a new one. Why? So Bill O'Brien and Jadavion Clowney apparently haven't been on the same page since they've been on the team together. Isn't that a long time? Long time. This will be Jadavion Clowney's uh, sixth season in the NFL. The previous five have all been with us. And I believe Bill O'Brien's first or second year was the year they drafted Clowney. So either his whole career with the Texans or most of his whole career with the Texans, he's had Clowney. And apparently they've just never been able to put it together. Him and the Watt get along. He got along great with uh, Vince Wolferk. But he just hasn't been able to, to get that same relationship with Jadavion Clowney. So the conversation has come to this is poop or get off the pot time for Jadavion Clowney and the Houston Texans. Okay, so in the NFL, remember we talk about like, oh, how much money can they make and how fast can they get it? Blah 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 blah. This is Jadavion Clowney's first big money year right here, and we have franchised him, which automatically gives him the salary of the. Five highest paid players at his position or 120% of his salary, whichever is most. You got it? Yep. All right. Because of what he made last year, he's going to get the top five. The argument is what position is he? Because Jadavion Clowney has played positionless defensive football for us. He's lined up at the end. He's lined up in the in the interior line. He's lined up as a linebacker. He's lined up as a middle linebacker. So, I think if you do it by, like, percentage of snaps or whatever, I think technically he's a linebacker. Um, but I think the linebackers are getting a little bit more than the D. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, I think technically he's a linebacker, but he wants to be an end because the ends are getting a little bit more because there were a couple of guys in the last couple of years who have signed fat money in contracts. So right now the top five for ends is better than is better than linebackers. So he doesn't want to be a linebacker. He wants to be an end. Um too bad, so sad. Um I think his best production has come from the end position, and so I think that's where his agent is trying to be like Yeah. He, he needs that end money. You should pay him the end money because when you pay when you play him as an end, he gets the best results, even though you guys use him in these other positions. And he does it to help you. Really, he's best right here kind of a thing. And that's the Dazen's job, okay? But, so how it works in the NFL is, drafted first round, you can sign a five-year contract. That fifth-year player option, usually by then teams love you or hate you. And usually they either, coming into year four, will decline the fifth-year option if they want to get rid of you. And that fourth year is your year to ball out to your heart's content and play as hard as you can because you're going to go somewhere else next year, probably, and this is your chance to get money from someone. If they love you, they do the fifth-year option, and at the start of year five, they bring you in and they sit you down and they say, you're one of our key guys. And they don't tear up the year five contract, but they give you a bunch of bonus money and they sign you to a long deal. It's what we did with J.J. Watt. It's what teams do with guys they love. If they love them, you do the fifth-year option, and then you do the extension. If you hate them, you decline the fifth-year option, and you cut them after the fourth year. <coughs> Both <coughs> options make sense. We brought him in for his fifth-year option last year and had him play under it. No extension. We couldn't. We didn't even come close on extension. And part of the problem is the GM is like, this guy is great. And Bill O'Brien is like, not interested. So, 
What's probably going to happen is we're probably about to trade him, a la Oakland Raiders, Khalil Mack. It didn't make... The Raiders look dumb all year for that. Yeah. That's what's about to happen. To us. Yeah. We're going to be the dumbest looking team in the NFL. We are this year because this is going to happen and we don't have a general manager. And everyone's going to be like, uh, y'all did what? Yeah. Because they don't get along. I don't understand. I really don't. So, I think in about three weeks, early August, maybe the second week of August, Jadavion Clowney gets traded somewhere. It's gonna be like some. If we don't if we don't pull away from that trade looking nice, like it doesn't. I don't. I don't. What do you get that makes you look nice for that? Because all you're hoping to do is draft another guy as good as Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. If you combine tackles for loss and sacks over the last three years, there's no one in the NFL with more. Oh my god, that's terrible. Why would we ever trade that? Because they don't like each other. That's literally the dumbest. That's literally a, a, an example of get over yourself. Well, and here's the thing. This makes the case for a coach and players getting along. Because if the, if, if Bill O'Brien and Jadavion Clowney got along, there's a really good chance that we do the fifth-year option, we bring them in, and when we start negotiating, if we're not close on numbers, Bill O'Brien can come to him and go, Look, man, we're going to get you all these stats and all these numbers, but we got to take care of a lot of people here, and we already have a lot of money in J.J., and J.J. helps keep you clean and makes things look good and blah, blah, blah. And it could work. It could work. But when they don't get along, it, you have no negotiating power because you're like, listen, you should want to be here because we have a great defense. And he's like, yeah, but every day when I come to work, my boss is rude to me. Because he doesn't want to be there. Right. So he's not going to give you anything in terms of dollars back. Because he's like, he's like, no, it's going to take the maximum amount of money to keep me happy here. And I don't blame him. I, but listen, I've quit jobs because I didn't like, I didn't even like the commute. Forget if I showed up every day and the coach was a jerk. Right. Hard pass. It's just ridiculous. So, all right, we're going to jump out of here. We're way over. When we come back, we got more Nerdflix sports coming your way. This thing's a train wreck. It's summer, and if there's one thing that people know in Texas is air conditioning is very important. If they're having any issues or want to have their units serviced or try to save money getting their units serviced, one option to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. Interested parties should call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367, Ferruja Mechanical, 281-259-3367. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to some more of that beautiful Nerd Thug Sports. Woo! Yeah! We're streaming on IRLoneStar.com, and you can hear us on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Yes, you can. Uh, hanging on on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's where all the magic happens when Nico's not breaking <laughs> literally everything that we own. Whoops. We have nothing now. One less table. We are tiny, small people with nothing of our own. To uh, broken table. Right. We broke a table. I broke the table and my phone with it. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Phone? Broken. Table? Broken. Useful? No. Okay. All right. That sums it up for us. That was some hard-hitting journalism there. Um, so we got a lot of basketball we can still go over because there's still a lot of like moving parts happening. A lot of the teams are kind of settling into what's going to be, they think, their year. 
for those of you old enough to be cool enough to remember the band Semisonic, uh, you tell yourself what you want to hear. Is that Third Eye Blind? No, it's Semisonic. <laughs> <laughs> it's Closing Time. What movie is that? Um, I don't know. It's you know Closing Time's not by Third Eye Blind? And they're like, yeah, we the whole movie we've been telling you that. Isn't that like Ash? It's like Ashton Kutcher and the other girl. I forget her name. Catherine Hegel? Halagel? No. Catherine Halanen Carter? Oh, God. What's her name? Haley Duff. No. It's the one he did that 70s show with. Oh, Mila Kunis. There you go. You know, an Indian, that that's fine. That's what that means? No, it's uh, it's a bit from A Thousand Ways to Die in the West. Oh. When uh, Seth MacFarlane meets the Indians, he goes, fine, fine, is what it says in the fine print. Uh-huh. Like on the, on the um, closed caption. But what he says out loud is, me the Kunis, me the Kunis. <laughs> that's pretty good, right? That's a good little bit. It's a nice little, hey, you know who I think's not? Actually, she does the voice for uh, Meg. So, like, it's weird that she's so attractive in real life because Meg's the ugly one. Isn't it? Hey, uh, I was gonna do these NBA things, but you know what I want to do right now instead? What? Um, but, uh, like it's been a really good week of wrestling. Oh, bringing back the wrestling? Yeah, because we don't we don't really do wrestling anymore. That's fair. All right. Uh, and it's sports entertainment. That counts. I'll yeah. allow it. So about two months ago, the Undertaker did a match with Goldberg. Uh. Uh-huh. And it was like the worst thing ever. Okay, that's uh, fair. Goldberg has apparently a routine where he bangs his head against the door before he goes out to his match like to get himself pumped up. Oh, that's not healthy. Allegedly, when they did this in Abu Dhabi uh, or wherever they were for the, uh, for the ones in Saudi Arabia, uh-huh. allegedly while he was there, I think Abu Dhabi might be the name of a prison in the Middle East. I don't watch enough news to know that for certain, though. When they were in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> when they were in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> my mic just made out with me. He got deep. Um, Goldberg might have given himself a concussion before the match even started. Nice. So the match looked like crap. They went out there, and it looked bad. And part of it is because Goldberg's not hitting any of his spots. And the other part of it is wrestling is a two-man show. At a minimum. And one of the two men was unconscious. Unconsciously walking around. So Undertaker's trying to like maneuver his body without his help, basically. So like none of the moves were working either. None of the spots were landing. Undertaker, uh, Goldberg lifted him up for his signature jackhammer uh, power slam. And like Undertaker couldn't keep himself stiff enough because Goldberg wasn't holding him up, like giving him anything to resist off of. So like he almost just like picks him up and drops him on his head. Then on the flip side, when Undertaker picks up Goldberg to do the Tombstone Pile Driver, Goldberg's job is to hold his body, his neck. His job is to hold his neck and his head up Undertaker's body by using like friction. Well, he's kind of wobbly, obviously, so he's not generating any force onto Undertaker to hold himself up. So he literally actually gets planted a little bit on the back of his head, with, which makes the Tombstone Pile Driver an insanely dangerous event. And uh, miraculously, no one died. I guess it, like it would have been like the most important sporting event ever watched live if it had. It was streamed, so I don't know who would have cut it if it had happened. Uh, there's a tiny bit of delay, but some people may have cut like the beginning of it. But someone would have to know that he was dying. No, that's a fair point. You know what I mean? It like, would, it's like that comedian that like died on stage. Yeah, he had the heart attack on stage. No one realized he was having a heart attack on stage until it was way too late. late. If you've been laughing for three minutes and he hasn't moved. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> like, congratulations. He went out how he wanted to as a comedian, but he also went out as a guy who died in front of you. Um, and that's weird. Yeah, and you laughed about it. And you laughed about it. Now you're a bad person. The rest of your life sucks. His life is over, though. He's all right. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have to live with it. Right. You do. That's exactly right. Um, but so all of, so at, by the end of that match, people were pretty much like, let's hope we never see The Undertaker again because the coming back for one or two matches a year thing was getting old, but also he hasn't looked good in recent usage. 
Well, yeah, isn't so he like a million years old? He's at like, this point? I believe he's fifty six, fifty eight, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And while, let's be honest, at your late fifties, you're not supposed to be a professional wrestler. You're never supposed to be a professional wrestler. So for these guys in their head, there's never been a good time to be it. So why not be it whenever they want? Right. And the money's good, I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure they get paid boatloads of money to do this. And I'm sure he's thinking to himself, one or two more of these, and I walk away and I'm set for life. And I'm, But I'm sure he's probably said that for, like, the last six years. Unfortunately. Right. Well, he had a match again this Sunday. He tag-teamed with Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. And Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon spend the first half the match just beating the snot out of The Undertaker. Oh, no. And he even does the, Shane McMahon even does the, what is it? I don't remember what he calls it, cross-country, whatever he calls it, long distance, I don't know what he does. He stands on one top, uh, top of one of the turnbuckles, and he jumps all the way into the other corner and does a drop kick, and they put a trash can in front of Undertaker's face, and he kicks the trash can into Undertaker's face from all the way across the ring. It's cool looking. It's, uh, it's, it's a high-level degree of difficulty there. It's a big deal. Um, so they've waylaid on the Undertaker. They've done all kinds of stuff to him, and in your head you're thinking, like, he signed up for this? Um, he then does the Shane McMahon goes to pin him. Uh, he kicks out of it, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, and they're both laying there, and they're both exhausted. They don't know what to do. This is after Shane McMahon. They laid him out on a table, and Shane McMahon did an elbow drop through one of the announcing tables onto the Undertaker. Like, they have they just beat him up all the time. The whole, like, real bad. And he does the dead man rising thing out of the blue where he just sits up and rolls his eyes back in his head and it's like nothing's ever even bothered him. And uh, then he then he does like three minutes of like classic Undertaker. Does the choke slam. Hits him with some Undertaker punches. Then he lifts him up and he does the Tombstone Power Driver and all of it looks amazing. And suddenly you're like, well, that was pretty good. Maybe you could do this again. <laughs> and... Like, that's the importance of getting it right? Yeah. Versus, well, I mean. Hey, we've got three weeks. Undertaker, Goldberg, you guys want to fight? It's worth a lot of money. Yeah, no. And, I mean, the main issue with that, I think, like, you have to you have to also take into consider, like, he was definitely concussed. Like, Goldberg was, yeah. yeah more than so likely. Like, but it makes them both look bad. Right, because again, so it's, it's, now it's like it's it's almost like a dance. It is well, it definitely is. They will tell you it is, but the problem is coming out of it. He looks bad. He looked bad. So now I think this is a good. It's a great opportunity, but it, again, there's been a couple other opportunities where where it's been like, okay, he's really. As a matter of fact, at one point, he actually put the hat and the gloves down in the middle of the ring and walked away. I remember that, and it was like a big moment where you're like, oh man, I think he just retired, and then like three years later, he's still here. We are. Yeah. Um. But it definitely puts a good taste back into the mouth for now. The next time they say the Undertaker is going to show up, you're not going, why? Yeah. No, that's fair. It at least does that for him. Um, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Uh, before we go out here, let me do Farouge Mechanical, though, so we can get into that. Oh, good, good call. Yeah, because I, unlike my producer... And responsible. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right, guys. It is summer in Texas, and we all know what that means. Uh, you're not going anywhere without air conditioning these days. So if your old issue is, if your old system is having issues, or if you just would like to have it serviced for the summer, the trusted name to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, plan maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the plan maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. All for $179 for the first unit or $129 for any additional unit. Uh, so give a call to 281-259-3367. 281-259-3367. That's from Ruja Mechanical. Call them today at 281-259-3367. All right, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got one more segment of Nerd Thug Sports. (laughs) 
Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. Yeah. All right, show's over. Woo! All right. Just me? Yep. No one else. No. Cool. Cool, 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 We're on 104.5, 106.1, streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. Or I guess maybe just me. This is Corey DLG. Yeah, it might just be me there. Uh, hanging out with little brother Nico today on Nerd Thug Sports, the greatest sports show in the history of nerd thuggery. Um, oh, I said it. Oh, wow. We don't talk a lot of baseball because it's like the thing in Texas that everyone's in love with and everyone other talks than, about. Right, other so, than football. No, no, no. In Texas, even football, if, if you have a baseball team that's even kind of competitive, you would rather watch a baseball game than a football game in Texas. I don't uh, know what Texas you're from. Maybe not Friday nights. No, definitely not. Maybe not Friday nights. But like, like, even by the time you get to Saturday, if it's not UT or A&M, more than likely you're watching a baseball game. Probably. And then by the time you get to Sunday, like half of the sport fans are like, a bunch of one millionaires. Say they're going to hold out if they don't get an extra Lamborghini next year. Because, like, they don't understand that somebody is, in fact, making a trillion dollars off of it. And they're like, why do those guys just, why are they just jerks and want so much money? Because they got about a million of you paying them. Right. Because about a billion of you all say the same thing when they turn on their TV and drink their Mountain Dew and buy all the other sponsored products and feed the dragon that is sports. Um, however, the Astros are 96 games into it. Oh, man. That's 97 like seven games into it. Actually, That's like a tenth of the way through baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little over half. It's a little over half. That's <laughs> awful. 162 games and they've played uh, 16 over half. Oh, my God. They are four games ahead of the athletics. Nice. <laughs> With 66 games to go. Oh, my God. Um, Our percentage is awesome. 615, I think, is actually the best in majors. Uh, oh, no, the Twins got a speed at a 617. All right, never mind. Uh, oh, and the Yankees got a 645. All right. Uh, throw in the trash. So, like, we're Garbage not even – never mind. Like, pff, what are we even doing here? Jeez. Uh, no, we are um, – we've been playing really good baseball, and honestly, I think it's uh, – I mean, with all the injuries we've been having, yeah, to be in the t- in the lead of the division where we are is is just impressive, right? Um, now, I mean, the Athletics and the Rangers haven't been very good, and the Angels and the Mariners aren't. Gr- I say they haven't been very good. The Athletics are fifty five and forty one, and the Rangers are fifty and forty five. The Angels are fifty and forty six. It's the Mariners who are a train wreck at thirty nine and sixty. Uh, everyone else is playing five hundred baseball, which you know we're pretty good. Better I mean, than that. We're we're over that. We're way over that. But, I mean, it, it's sort of like if you're running the athletics and the Astros are in your division and they're this young, great team who's having an injury-filled season and is still playing 600 baseball. Makes you feel real dumb. Well, not necessarily dumb. Like, okay, they're only four games back. But they're four games behind us, and we haven't been healthy all year. Right. So, like, for them, they're like, oh, man, if these guys are healthy, I mean, what are they playing? Like, 700? Like, Right. It's uh, Suddenly your numbers look a lot worse. Right. And then, so, like, 
if I'm the Athletics or the Rangers, I have to like. Am I am I a wild card team the next three years? Maybe. Is that maybe you're just gonna have to decide that's gonna be your route? Like right, Cause, like because like you're not gonna like the thing about I feel like baseball rosters, like they take years to develop because it's so hard to get players not only just into your team, but also afford the guys that are gonna be your big stars. Yeah, and then usually they're locked in for so long. Exactly. So these windows are long. The contracts are long. The re-signings of the contracts are long. There's never, there's not a lot of just downtime, right? It's not like basketball where like teams change, you know, every year. The championship decides on who's most ad- who's most desirable. Anyone can leave, right? Pretty much at any time, and like it's an interesting fast pace. Baseball is like watching snails moving in terms of trading. Well, yeah, and because... Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah, there's not a lot of times when teams make a faster... The Yankees did it a few years ago where they got... For, like, two years, they were kind of non-competitive and old, and then all of a sudden, they they, they felt very young, very fast. And that was when Aaron... Uh, that was when uh, Mike Judge just, like, blew up for them. And so, all of a sudden, they, they, had, they had this young stud just out there just crushing it. And so, you, you sign, it sort of changes the... The dynamic of the team. Well, the attitude and the dynamic of the team, right? Because like the, suddenly the trajectory feels different. Right. All of a sudden, hey, you know what? We're in a really good place here. This isn't bad. This isn't that bad. And so it kind of changes all of those things. And um, it's sort of, for us, with Correa, with Springer, with Altuve, all missing significant time to injuries, there's sort of this... what what could have been feeling about all about this season and we're still in first place and we're right there like we're right where we want to be right. um and well this just goes to show you how well rounded our roster is too how deep we are right. but we still have a ton of problems too because like we we don't have so right now in our pitching rotation we're literally doing what we're calling open days and then we're literally using our like we're not even calling them starters, we're calling them an opener. Nice. So we'll do like we'll have a reliever go three innings, first, second, third inning, and then just go bullpen the rest of the day. Um, and so like the pressure that Talk Radio Houston is putting on the team is to go ahead and make a move. Go ahead and find another pitcher, go ahead and get somebody else, blah, blah, blah. The people who are saying don't, or they're saying don't because we're so deep. This team has so many people that already there's this feeling of like, it's not worth giving up some prospects to get one or two more guys here. And it's like, too... baseball is somehow is a game of both speeds to me. Um, yeah. And so by that I mean, slowly you build a long roster where you plan long term for certain people. Carlos Correa, George Springer, Jose Altuve, Bregman. These guys were we're making these long-term plans with. (coughs) And then there's other pieces, other parts, where you go, this team is good enough to win a World Series this year. So let's make a move for this year. Because you're not going to be in a position every year to win a World Series, even when you're built well. There's going to be times when you look at when you look at your roster, when you look at the situation, and you just go, "Oh no, can't do it." This ain't it, Chief. This isn't this isn't that year. And it could be anything from injury. It could be position. It could be just uh, we lost 15 games in a row for some reason. You never know. But when you get to the positions where you're like, "Man, if we have one more pitcher, we'd be the second best team in baseball right now." That team might win a World Series. Then you make that move. Uh, and so that's what I mean by you play a long game and a short game and you weigh the differences and you you got to attack your windows. I don't know that there is somebody right now to go out and get that immediately makes you better. But what right. it does mean is when you let Charlie Morton go in the offseason, you screwed up. Yeah. You had a starter, not a great starter. But a starter. But a starter. And right now what you're wishing you had was a starter. Was a starter. Right now, you're so banged up that you're looking around going, oh, is there anybody? Well, yeah, there was somebody, and we let him go. We let him go. And no one. And here's the other thing is we've gotten away without giving anyone the big contract. Like, 
We're not we're not locked into a seventy year fifty trillion dollar contract. Right, right. Like Michael, my, uh, Mike Trout got you know four hundred fifty million. Manny Machado got four hundred million. We haven't done one of those yet. We've done a lot of these. Like Bregman just got five years, a hundred million dollars. That's not crazy for for Alex Bregman. He literally was MVP candidate his rookie year. Pretty good. So it could be a lot worse. We've been a vo- we've gotten out of paying these deals, but instead of meaning that we spent the money, there's times when we've balked at spending the money when we really shouldn't have. Right. And I think that's one of those times. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to tell you guys about my friends at Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More on 1488. Um, make sure to go visit them. There's a lot going on this weekend. Uh, tomorrow, I believe there's magic going on. Uh, I think it's going to be... Uh, I don't have the time in front of me. Uh, there's, they've been doing Magic the Gathering regularly. Yeah, 7 to 10 p.m., $25 entry fee. It's the 2020 core set with a $25 sealed standard. This Sunday, they're doing the Adventurers League uh, from 4 to 8 p.m. It's the semi-monthly one. And then, of course, we are gearing up for our first HeroClix six-week event starting Friday, June 20th, or July 26th. I keep trying to go back to June. No such luck, amigo. Um, a whole month away. It is a whole month away now. Uh, so make sure to hang out with us. We are right there on uh, – we're going to be there f- Friday night. July 26th, playing some hero clicks. We got an event coming up there. Watch the Facebook page. Watch the Adventure Begins. There's always stuff going on. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. You have to July 31st to sign up for a box there. Get your 10% off for the duration of your relation with the Adventure Games Begins. The Adventure Games? The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Man, I, like, I had a stroke <laughs> midway through doing that. That was weird. Anyway. Thank you for listening, everybody. On behalf of Nerd Thug Radio and Nerd Thug Sports, and on behalf of Little Brother Nico and 104.5, 106.1 Sister Stations, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel, make sure to check out the website, nerdthugradio.com. 